Today's episode of Titus and Tate brings you a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it was a wild weekend of college basketball, Tate. A good we, weekend. We knew it would be. Yeah, you got your Buckeyes hat on. I know. Mm, I like I'm it. I'm pretty good. About yeah. Black guys right now. Here's a rundown of stuff that happened. Uh, Beeler, Beeler, Baylor's defense <laughs> is is terrifying. Uh, they they completely destroyed Villanova. Yes. Uh, Purdue almost blew it again against NC State. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was goaltend controversy in Tuscaloosa, and Nate Oates was trolling Kelvin Sampson in the handshake line, and then Houston knocked over trash cans and. It was a whole saga, a fallout, if you will. A fallout. Yeah. Uh, Eric, oh, just a blip, though. I think just a blip. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of uh, coaches getting hot, Eric Musselman got tossed. Teed up. Yeah. He, he's officially a part of the show again. We, we were wondering about Musselman. He was waffling, but he gets teed up in honor of us, so that was nice. Uh, the Arizona Wildcats look legit, but how legit? Are we doing all caps legit and Oof. bold legit? I don't know. And redacted lets me down again. Yeah, no. Illinois. Yeah. Uh Arizona beats Illinois mm-hmm. uh, in Champaign. Notre Dame beat Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Georgetown beat Syracuse. Seton Hall beat Rutgers. Will Wade beat Josh Pastner and won the race to oh 69. And no one even cared because uh, Josh Pastner won't put the, the face shield back on. You know what I mean? <laughs> we would all watch if he had the face shield on. And perhaps most importantly of all, Tate, EJ Liddell's National Player of the Year campaign has officially started. Heats up. <laughs> it is heating up. Heating uh, up. There, there's a ton to get to. There's a ton to make sense of. And Kansas? Kansas is, yeah. <laughs> You're just going to start. Yo, Kansas. Tate is, if, Tate is just going to read off the, the Ken Palm rankings today. He's just going to be like, Gonzaga. Uh, yeah. Woo. Houston. Yeah. Looking good. How about Duke, huh? You guys remember oh, them? Um, to make sense of everything going on this weekend, because we're too stupid to suss mm-hmm. through all this. We need help. We need uh, a national guy. Yes. And that guy is Andy Katz. He's yes. joining us on the program today to to talk a little tears, maybe. Talk mm. a little... Uh, Frauds. I don't know if we'll get into that. Talk, talk. You know, whatever comes up with Andy. Kett. This is above. his first appearance this season, so I'm, uh, we're excited to get that. And going. he's contractually obligated to come on this program, yeah, now, he is. which is amazing. We didn't he even know to. this until yeah. after the fact. He was like, "I have to go on your show. I have no choice." So we'll ask him anything. It's uh, great. We are going to do all that, but first, Woody Durham.
All right, before we get started, uh, I want to plug uh, YouTube.com. I don't know if you've heard of this, Dave, mm. this, this website that uh, Chris Vernon was plugging on uh, on our show before. Uh, <laughs> we we are, as we're going into the holiday season, I wanted to just let everyone know that uh, come January, I believe, we, we, we've talked about this before, but uh, I just want to double check with you. I guess we probably should have done this before the show. We're going to go live, right? We're going live in January. We're doing live shows in January, are we not, from our YouTube gym? Sure. Yeah, we are. So go to... Uh, <laughs> That's the plan. We're going to yeah. go live yes. after MLK weekend, probably. Yeah. Once things really start heating up in these gyms. <laughs> start heating up. We're going to. They're not heating up yet? They're not heating well, they're, they're heating up, but they're not heating The up. weather's not cold enough for you outside? Uh, the action's not heating up? Honestly, it's been cold in LA this week. <laughs> I'm supposed to play golf tomorrow. It's going to rain 100% chance. Have you ever seen that? Like, I, I haven't played golf in years, it feels like, because all I do is do podcasts. 100% chance of rain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be heating up in January 22nd. I feel like that's when we were talking about the date to go live moving okay. forward on Titus and Tate. Right, and if so you go to YouTube like, slash Titus and Tate, you can subscribe to our channel. Yeah, we're about a month away. So yeah. uh, go go do that. And uh, I like that's top of your we'll mind, be, though. Yeah, I'm excited. That, that means dude. that you're it's locked in fun. on the season. Yeah. Well, when we go live, it's going to be fun because uh, anything can happen. That's the point of like a live show. That's what makes it yes. fun. That's what makes it like, I, I don't know. I Every time we did, when we did live shows in March, um, it was terrifying. That's when I had to watch like Ohio State season come mm-hmm. to an end. On you wanted to go. You were, you were saying cut the feed. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it. It's uh, anything can happen, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes me sweat like crazy. Lauren Michaels about, figured this yeah, out yes. <laughs> <laughs> about forty-seven years ago. Anyway, go go check that out. Uh, all right, let's let's get into what what happened this weekend. Which is uh, where, where do you want to start with all this? Is it Baylor Villanova? I think that's what stands out to me. Certainly, yeah, I think so because is, we, we've talked about it on this program who has the belt. You know, who is the best program in college basketball? And mm-hmm. a lot of people would say, you know, hey, Villanova. You know, two titles within the past six years now, I think, is where we're at. Um, you know, however you have to extend that out. Yeah, the, just keep you can, two <laughs> titles in the last seven years, two titles yeah. in the last eight years. You, we're you just, just going to keep doing it. Just yeah. keep doing that. Um, and then you got Baylor, of course, coming off a national title, coming yep. off the disrespect by the mainstream media. Baylor did win the national title last year. I think yes. people forget. <laughs> people forget. And they also forget that Scott Tree was actually confirmed a good coach. Yeah. So now he's got his team rolling. Like you yeah. said, they play great defense. And they embarrassed the Wildcats in this game. Embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. They and, punked and, them. And reminded us why they won the national championship. And it's because of the defensive end. They are. It, it is staggering. I got to ask Andy about this because uh, Scott Drew, I remember vividly the the like 2010, the, they went to the lead eight that yes. year. 2012, they go to the lead eight. Mm-hmm. They um, lost to Duke in 2010. Yeah. And 12, they lost to Kentucky, I think, in mm-hmm. the lead eight. So they lost the national Blue champions. Bloods. And now the, they're new bloods. Yeah. National champions too in the elite eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Could have been them. But uh, I remember watching those teams, man. Like that era of Scott Drew Baylor basketball was was maddening because their defense was their weakness. That's what, (laughs) like, you you would watch. You'd be like, this team could be good if they could guard anybody, if they could, like, consistently get stops. And he would throw out that, like, garbage 1-3-1 amoeba zone that he was trying to, I, I didn't even know it wasn't the two, three, but it kind of looked like a two, three, but then it'd be a one, three, one. It was just something. Then, it, yeah. Dude, it was a mess. And I remember just like pulling my hair out thinking like, what is this guy doing? That's where I started the, the, that's why I started the Scott Drew. Is he a good coach or not thing? Because I'd see people just like, like if you watch Baylor, they were super talented. They, they, they would go to elite eights. Mm-hmm. They could never get over humps. They would never like <laughs> actually compete for big 12 titles because they would, in the biggest moments, just, I wouldn't even say choke. They would just be in over their heads. Yes. Um, they looked overwhelmed. And for us to look up now in 2021, and like Scott Drew is the defense. It's not It's not even Tony Bennett anymore. It used to be like Tony Bennett was the wow. defensive. 
It's true. Virginia fan. It's true. Earmuffs. If you were doing, if if you were an athletic oh director gosh. and you had to hire a coach and like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of the hypothetical. You, the, the one guy who you're, you want to coach your defense yeah. in basketball, mm-hmm. it's Scott Drew, no longer Tony Bennett. Is that not correct? Yeah. I mean, one or the other. Definitely. One or the other. I mean, I think the last I would give years, it to, I think if, if you wanted to have defensive identity by that, by that moniker, I would go Tony Bennett. If you're if you're Steve Kerr, Team USA, and mm-hmm. you you have you can't get Tony these Bennett. guys to <laughs> you can't get these guys to play defense. Tony you're Bennett. calling Tony Bennett? Absolutely. All right, I'm calling Scott Drew now. Well, I'm calling I, Scott Drew. I, the, like, I like I, it. The, the results speak like for themselves, it. dude. Yeah. At this moment in time, the last three years, Baylor has become an absolute juggernaut defensively, and it just like blows my mind how it happened because Scott Drew. I watched like a decade worth of basketball where Scott Drew's teams cannot play defense. And now they're, they're holding Villanova to 36 points. Is that right? And how did I see it? I watched the game. I see the number up there. It still doesn't even make sense to me. 36. It's crazy. And how did he get them to buy in? Because every single coach and Scott Drew included, you know, has yelled about, you know, we got to buy in defensively. That's what Mm -hmm. every coach yells about. We got to buy in defensively. Mm -hmm. This has to be our identity. Did he neg this team? Into being good. Did he just talk about offense? And I then they were like, yeah. I we actually love defense and our coach doesn't talk about it. I mean, I don't know how this happened. I really I don't, don't know how either. they all bought in, but it is it is an identity within the program. They are obviously defensive first and they like and enjoy um, you know, the process of, like you said, for lack of a better term, punking the other team. I mean, yeah. they they thrive in that environment, you know, and it used to be in the big games, a Duke, a Kentucky, they, they were, this is a big moment. We're not here. And now when they get in those moments, they're like laughing about it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like the Joe Pesci kind of laughing, you know, it's like, they're, they're happy to be here. They're happy to be in the chaos and people that enjoy the chaos are always like Ron Artest of the world. You mm-hmm. know, people that enjoy the chaos, you, you have to worry about them in big moments. I, I had a feeling Baylor was going to be pretty good this year. And I, they're uh, really good. I, I changed the pretty to really. Yeah. Cause we, we, we talked about in the preview. I, I, I asked, like, I was like, it's, it's funny that Baylor won the national title last year. And it seems like nobody's talking about them coming into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like the moment the clock's at zero, it's like we handed the trophy to Baylor and then we turned to Mark Few and Gonzaga and we're like, Chet Holmgren, Chet Holmgren. it's going to be yeah, really amazing. good. And man, yeah. Drew Timmy's coming back. Coach man, K farewell tour. And everyone just pushed Baylor away. Yes. And then you looked at who Baylor brought back, and you're like, they're going to be pretty good. And I, I didn't think they were going to be this good, but I thought like they're going to be in the conversation, whatever that conversation is. Um, they're going to be in it. Tate. They're they're mm. going to we're going to look up in March, and Baylor's going to have a shot to go back to back. I just wasn't quite sure how good of a shot it was going to be. And what's interesting to me is that I remember in the preseason thinking, if in fact they are going to go back to back, it's because Matthew Meyer is going to be just like otherworldly offensively. He's going to be, just, he's just going to go best nuts. small forward in the yes. country. I think is what you said. And that hasn't happened, and they're no. still they're, they're now the number one team in the country because their defense. I never saw a world in which they would lose their top three guards, and their defense would. I I don't know if it's better. I think like with the metrics say it's better, and so everyone's going to say it's better because the metrics say it's better. Yeah, I don't. I'm not ready to say it's better yet, but right now it might be better, and that's crazy that Baylor's defense might be better than it was last year. And what I'm really looking forward to as I as I kind of project out is Kansas's offense yeah. versus Baylor's yes. defense. Yes. And I think as much as we have all these challenges in the Big East by challenge rankings, I think is the number one conference this year. The Big 12, to me, might have the two best teams in the country. When you talk about Baylor and you talk about Kansas. Okay. They're the most fascinating teams to me. And they're obviously going to be battling it out for the Big 12. And <laughs> shout, out, Drew, shout out Texas. <laughs> shout out Chris Beer in Texas. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know where I stand. You know where, you know where I've stood. I didn't believe it. 
And maybe that, maybe yeah. I'll be proven wrong, but Kansas and Baylor to me are fascinating in yeah. the Big 12. Yeah. That is my favorite conference race right now to watch. Yeah. I can't wait. I, the, the Big 12 race is going to be like that, that's what's uh, I guess coming out of this game, maybe that is like the the takeaway is that is every conference race going to be awesome because Villanova like traditionally the Big 12 and the Big mm-hmm. East have been dominated by one program. It's Kansas and the Big 12, it's Villanova and the Big East. Baylor is every bit as good as Kansas. Like they won the national title last year, as we as we said. I mean, for God's sakes. I don't no, but I like that we have Baylor. to reiterate. But like yeah. now, now you're looking at it. Baylor, Kansas is again, once again, like it was last year, like it was the year before. Mm-hmm. Baylor, Kansas is a legitimate, and and I'm not ready to throw Texas completely. I don't think Texas is going to win the Big Twelve, but they're going to be the the upset. You know, like when when they play all these teams twice, Texas is going to beat yeah one some of combination yeah, of these Baylor teams at home. And, yes, yes. Um. So now the Big 12 race is very fascinating. I agree with you. But also, Villanova losing by 21, scoring 36 points. And you look around the rest of the Big East and how good some of these teams are. Seton Hall, Xavier. Mm. Uh, sorry, sorry, Jim, but St. John's. St. John's. UConn. Is not really? UConn. UConn, very good. Um, but you look, at, you look at the Big East picture and you're like, is this finally the year that, that Villanova might finish third or something? Probably Seton, not. Seton but. Hall is my favorite <laughs> team in the Big East. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win the regular season. But I think in the tournament, that that's my my team to watch out for. And obviously, they own New Jersey. They beat Rutgers coming off Rutgers' win against Purdue. Yeah, uh, we did not talk about that at the end of the last show. But shout out to Seton Hall. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that is going to be the the, the SEC is going to be awesome too. I I knew it was going to be before the start of the season, but it's it's going to be really good. All those SEC teams seven ranked like, teams. In Kentucky the top might be like the sixth best team in the SEC right now. <laughs> What happens with That's Calipari? Crazy. I mean, what what happens with Calipari, you know, if things go south again after last year? I don't know. What happens to the lifetime contract? I don't know. We're not I even doing know. a Cal's guy because that's how Kentucky is off the beaten path right now. It is. Because uh, we don't want to keep checking in. Last year, we checked in the yeah. entire time, and it, it almost felt mean at times. Well, I'm scared to say anything because they play Ohio State Saturday in Vegas, and I'm going to the game, and Same. it's uh, shaping up to be. Remember, people forget John Calipari said Chris yeah. Holtman and Ohio State were the best team in the country I I the last time they faced each other in Vegas in 2019. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then Ohio State season f- just fell, fell apart, apart immediately fell, after, fell Cal, apart. after Cal said that. Uh, Pac-12 is going to be awesome too, by the way. This was my other takeaway from the day uh, or for the weekend. This hurt UCLA, by the way. Villanova. How is that? Oh, because Villanova sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Not not in a Vill- big okay, way. Well, not but, a big before way. we move on to the uh, the Pac-12, because I, w- I want to talk about Arizona, Illinois. But uh, um, Vill- are, are you worried about Villanova? Like Villanova has has definitely positioned themselves. Now their their <laughs> three losses to reiterate are UC- at UCLA, Purdue on a neutral court, and at Baylor. Um, That's so, why I'm not worried. Yeah, you're not you're not necessarily panicking, but man, they really do seem to get the benefit of the doubt with the AP voters that like. It's Villanova, it's Jay Wright, they'll be fine, whatever. Like any other team, if 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 their jersey said, I don't know, pick any other team, <laughs> and they scored 36 points, mm. they're falling out of the top 10, aren't they? With three losses this early in the season? But Villanova, like everyone seems to trust them. I'm worried because I don't think they have like top-tier talent. Like I think like they'll be fine, quote unquote, and yeah. that they're gonna be good. They're gonna they they still play Villanova style basketball. They're gonna score a lot of points on a lot of teams. Um, and Gillespie and Justin Moore are great, but like you, if, you, if you're stacking up this Villanova team with uh, uh, the, the best Villanova teams in this run that we're in with Jay Wright, on, in terms of like individual talent, Justin Moore is probably going to get drafted at, at some point. I don't know anybody else on this roster that I'm, I'm confident is like definitely going to be in the NBA. Gillespie might get picked up by somebody. It has like, to be Slater. Yeah. 
Brandon Slater. Yeah. That's that's the only one that I look at and I say like he maybe if he takes a leap, this team is in a different conversation. But right now they're not in the the top five conversation that we right. originally thought they would be when they played UCLA at the start of the year. Right. I'm not, we're not ex- uh, during that game. If I'm if I'm mis- not mistaken, the, the announcer said this could be a national championship preview. preview. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. No, anymore. no, unless Slater really takes a huge leap. Which I don't think which is going to happen. Which is, happen. It's like yeah. unfair of Slater to expect it. But I but I, I think you see Villanova on the chest and you see how much they pass the ball and they they play great offense. And uh, I, 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 you, you, you talk yourself into like Jay Wright's going to get the most out of these guys and they're going to... Yeah. But I think what what if the most out of these guys just isn't that His second round. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they're, they, that they have that. I, I think that Colin Gillespie is your second best player. Colin Gillespie is a very, 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 very good player. Dare I say great college basketball great player. Great college player, yeah. He's basically Ryan Archidiakono. And if you're making <laughs> the comparison between the teams that Ryan Archidiakono was on and the teams that Colin Gillespie is on right now, Ryan Archidiakono had Josh Hart to play with, Jalen Brunson to play with, mm-hmm. Mikhail Bridges to play with. Mm-hmm. Oshefu was awesome for mm-hmm. those teams. Um, they were loaded. Yes. And Colin Gillespie has Justin Moore, and then it's like, if Justin Moore is not, if, if they're... I don't if the if he's not hitting tonight, it all falls on Colin Gillespie, and I don't like that Villanova finds themselves in that position. Which is so. why they can put up thirty six points in a game. Yes, because when they start getting the pressure, and Gillespie has to basically do not only the facilitating but the scoring, and he's got guys up in his grill trying to pick him up full court. I mean, it's a lot to ask of him. I I'm not out on Villanova as a team in terms of like I think they're going to suck. But I am out right now in terms of national championship. National, yeah, so, yeah, agreed. Yeah, which I think they would agree. I think if Jay yeah. Wright was here and he was off the record and no one would ever hear it, he would probably say that. I think if I'm a Villanova fan, I I come away from this weekend readjusting my expectations of yeah. this team. I I think that you're yeah you you hope you can win a national title, but like I don't think you're you're looking at the rest of the season saying like. We, we should make the final four. We're and once we to, get to March, you guys yeah. could totally be that team that nobody wants to see. That is the two, yeah. three, four seed range that if you're the one seed and they're your four seed, you're like, damn, we got to play Villanova. Yeah. You know, we got to get past Nova. Ugh, that's a bad draw. You know, I mean, yeah. you could be that team. You could be that team. And that's more fun than having national championship. But that team doesn't win national championships. Yeah, yeah, is the yeah, problem. Of course. So yeah. that's where we're at. That. Uh, let's talk about Arizona real quick because. That was another huge takeaway for the, the the two takeaways for me were like Baylor Ooh. is Baylor went from like wow they're they're really good and man wouldn't it be funny if they re, re, repeated but now it's like oh Baylor's terrifying and they are the number one team in the country now unanimously because Purdue lost and um but there was that and then there was uh, Arizona beating uh, Illinois at Champagne and Champagne was. I mean, they only won by four. It was a close game. I think if you're... It it was an Illinois win is what it was. You felt like Illinois won. No, I mean, it it was there for the... I thought Illinois uh, had this game. I mean, you can't ask more if you're Illinois when you talk about Plummer and Trent Frazier hitting shots. Going nuts. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, those two guys are going off. Kofi had this moment where he snapped into it, right? Yes. And we all... I mean, like... There, this game was there for Illinois, and then Arizona just proved yet again they're they're a tough team. Arizona's very very good, dude. and they don't go away. Arizona, Arizona, Villanova pulled them out of the national title picture and mm-hmm. shoot Arizona all the way yes. in there. <laughs> because my God, the, the, I think if, if you don't know much about either one of those teams, Illinois and Arizona, uh, you might scratch your head wondering why like guys like us are, are losing our minds over what that Arizona beat an unranked team by four. And it's like, wow, they really prove that they're a national tie. I, I think Illinois is better than, than I, st- I still believe in Illinois. Same. 
I redacted. Yeah. They're redacted for me. Carmelo's yes, still I, out. Uh, Kofi was out to start the season. They played one game with like everybody, that, or they have one loss with everybody. It was Cincinnati, which Trent uh, Frazier's know, got the shoulder Kofi's problem. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they have a lot going on right they now. They have a lot going on, mm-hmm. and they'll be back and, and they'll be fine. But um, this, this was an impressive win, especially Arizona had like travel problems, didn't they, because of weather and all yeah. that? They had to like, yeah. That's insane that they, they had to like Uber into the game and they yeah. had they had the built-in excuse and they started sluggish. Yeah. Illinois was up big in this game. And like I was saying, Trent Frazier, Plummer, which for Alfonso Plummer, I think the next step for him is to co- convince the play-by-play guys and the color guys to stop making like plumbing references every time he does anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's not flattering. Yeah, they're like, and there's Plummer again. Unclogging the toilet. <laughs> yeah. They just kept doing that. They just kept doing that. I was like, yeah. They got to figure out some other bit for this guy because I know he doesn't want that. But Frazier's going crazy. Plummer's going crazy. Kofi, you could see life in him. So, I mean, all signs are pointing to Illinois is going to win this game. Yeah. But then when you look at Arizona and you really look at Tubelis and, and you look at Kriza and you watch the way that they not only play the game of basketball, but the way that they handle themselves on the court. So unfazed, dude. So unfazed. And, not, all, yeah. and trying, to, like, trying to get in your head. I mean, these yes. are... Like we talk about the American versus the international game. Well, the international game is in college basketball and they are having a good time at Arizona. Yes. And they were, they were liking talking. They love when they were coming back. They love when Illinois got tight, you know, Tubelis is about to start a fight, you know, every single other play with elbow. I mean, it was Arizona. I learned is, a lot about Arizona in this game. I like what I see from Arizona. They're going to be a tough out in the tournament. Arizona is very, very Arizona. <laughs> like I, I am buying every ounce of Arizona stock. I could, like I, they, they, Arizona's the one team, and this includes Baylor. This includes Purdue. I'm, I, I'm not saying Arizona's the best team in the country yet. I might get there. At this time <laughs> next week, I might be just like overcome and, and, and with, with emotion watching Arizona play. But they are the one team that, like, I personally, as a basketball player, would not want to play against. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. They're so huge. Mm-hmm. Matherin is, is, he's first team all of He could be in the national player of the 30 year. 30 points in this game conversation by the time the season's over. He probably will be. And I don't even know if he's technically their, he, he, I guess he's their best player, but they, they got that problem. That's a good problem to have, which is they got the, uh, who's the best player problem. Tubelis might be the best player. Creasa might be the best. Creasa is the best player. Matherin is probably statistically the guy because he's the scorer. He's yeah, like but that's the what every, NBA t- every title team has yes, three. Exactly. Yes. And that's, and that doesn't include Coloco who's like the anchor of the defense, which is like what their bread and butter is. Arizona's nasty, dude. They're nasty. I'm a, I, I, <laughs> Is one of the best team in the country? No, I'm telling you, I, I I was thoroughly impressed as I watched this game, especially when Kofi near the end of the game kind of like turned it up. I was thinking to myself, well, there it is. You know, Illinois yeah. wins this game because they have the best player on the court, Kofi Coburn, right now. And you could argue Matherin, Kriza, Tubelis might be together. Yes. Like they, they were better. You know what I mean? Yes. And, they, and they are connected and they were a good group. And they were talking about Tommy Lloyd and he did a really good job down the stretch of this game, not letting his guys get into the chippiness. You know what I mean? He was like sitting guys on the mm-hmm. bench. You know what I mean? It was just a well-managed game. And when you talk about coach of the year, Tommy Lloyd is in the top he's, of the he's conversation. Be, yeah. Right. Who, who else is? Let me think about it. Otzelberger. Otzelberger at which, Iowa state, which yeah. is understandable. He's in there. Yeah. That's another yeah. name. I get it. It's Tommy Lloyd. It's Tommy Lloyd. It's I mean, Tommy I'm Lloyd. sorry. Right we now, we yeah. play Blue Blood games right now. Yeah, right it's now. Tommy Lloyd. It's Tommy Lloyd. We'll see what happens. But it's not, they got a tough schedule coming up. But the question is, Arizona does Coach does. K win it in his last year? <laughs> yeah, it's Coach K. Because I think that might be fair. Uh, with, with Tommy <laughs> Lloyd, it, isn't it funny how I... I Sean Miller is a, is a, was, a, was a good coach, I think. 
I don't know. See, that's the question now because but yeah, he it, was a good uh, like. I think he. I think he's a good coach. Yes, I'm I think he's a good it, coach. Yeah. But it's funny how like having Tommy Lloyd, a man who's never been a head coach before, <laughs> and now he's a head coach for whatever reason. It's just something different. I guess this is the point we had with Maryland fans, where like we want Turgeon out, and then people were like, "Well, are you sure you're going to get something better?" And Maryland fans were like, "We don't care if we're going to get something better. We're going to get something different. different. That's all, ultimately yeah. all we want." That's where I'm at with Arizona, where. I, there, I, there's no rational reason why I should trust Tommy Lloyd more than I ever trusted Sean Miller because Sean Miller is, if, if they both retired as head coaches right now, I mean, obviously Sean Miller's resume is far better. Tommy yeah. Lloyd's never been a head coach. <laughs> and yet, when I watch Arizona, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. And this Tommy is Sean Lloyd's, Miller's nightmare yeah. to hear this conversation. <laughs> I like trust him more because it's different. Because like if Sean yeah. Miller was the coach of this team, I would just, I would talk myself into like why this is not going to work out. Well, and I, now it's different. And I don't yeah. know. Tommy Lloyd might lose in the first round by 30. I don't know. But like, I'm, I have hope. And I think that's the most important thing is you, you can, you can hope again if you're an Arizona fan. You always felt like with Sean Miller, no matter how much optimism, like even the Derek Williams game, right? That is the one game that you can point to that, you know, I think Arizona lived up to the hype. Yes. And Sean Miller, quote unquote, delivered. But even in that game, like that Duke team wasn't that good that year. And they were very vulnerable. And yes. when Coach Gay goes to the West Coast, he's a different K. Like he doesn't yes. like the West Coast. And so that moment in time then catapulted him in our minds to always be, you know, that guy. The guy, yeah. Like that's, same that's with Shaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Always knocking on the door. Like this, yeah. this is your time. It's about to happen. And there was a lot of talent. But when they lost to Buffalo, when they had DeAndre Ayton, that was, that was it. That, that was, was it. Yeah. That was when yeah. you knew that like there's some, no matter if it's coaching, cause the X and O's might be great. And I think Sean Miller understands the game probably more than most people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. He does get the game, but I think the people side of it, which I think Tommy Lloyd, like the general manager, whatever you want to, that management of people skills and having yeah. people skills, Tommy Lloyd seems a lot more, you know, aligned with his players mm-hmm. than Sean may have been right. Yeah. Sean is literally sweating through his entire suit. <laughs> And MFing everyone around him, you know, coughing I mean? and, co- <laughs> and and having a panic attack. <laughs> coughing. <laughs> Tommy Lloyd, by the way, speaking looks of looks more composed. Speaking of coaches coughing, I noticed. Uh, uh, I'm gonna forget to to bring this up later. But I'm no body language doctor, so I, I don't want to say that he's more composed. I noticed that Matt Painter has been licking his lips a lot. I don't know. I that's just a stray thought I had, and I wanted to dump it out into the universe. The Matt Painter will be on the sideline. I'll cut them in. He's just like, yeah, I'm crazy. Licking well, his see, lips. coaches. I don't know if he, I don't know if he dips or not, but you know, oh. a lot of coaches, as you know, like you know, mm-hmm. they like to throw in a lip here and there, and and when you get anxious, that's the you know you you need you're just like what what am I doing here? So maybe he needs gum, maybe he needs chapstick. You know what Bill Guthridge did? Chomped ice. Chomping I- ice. Chomping ice is nice. That's a good. Chomping <laughs> ice is nice. Do you think that's what Matt Painter's? He, did he quit dipping and now he's like trying to? I think he needs to chomp some ice. Dude, Coach Motti used to put fat dips and mm. fat di- like he used to have the oh my yeah. god I mean, you see him like pregame just like pull that thing out <laughs> yeah i don't know if he did he wouldn't dip during the game i don't think no he would yeah he would yeah of course yeah he would when he, you, he would just do it would just get look, smaller though yeah. he would be like when you, smart when about you di- like, when you dip yeah. you dip everywhere yeah just just let people you know yeah and, you, and you're embarrassed you don't want to do it in front of it but you dip everywhere <laughs> that's a fact i went on one time i went on uh of Van Pelt show. And this, this is a fat Mark story. I was so fat and I had like the, I had grown out my beard and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I, I this is when I was working at Grantland or whatever. <laughs> so like Van Pelt would have me on, on his show every so often. Cause I was technically an ESPN employee. 
And uh, you get I, away with it. I remember one time posting on my Twitter or Instagram or something like the the clip of me on Van Pelt show, and a guy, no, it was, the guy just straight up emailed me. A guy sent me an email that was like, "Dude, I've been a fan of yours for however long." Um, I, I, whatever. But uh, I gotta say, man, it is so unprofessional and disgusting that you would dip on national television. I've never dipped once in my life. <laughs> I just had such fat cheeks. <laughs> you just looked the part. You looked like a guy that'd be dipping. I mean, that you hate to get profiled like that. That's, that was, like, Jim that was in, that's like Jim in the suite. You that know was what I mean? Tough. Yeah. You get profiled as a drunk guy. You're like, like I, I'm not a dipper. <laughs> I, I, sir, please. For you to go on national television with a dip in, and I was Dude, like, that's sir. tough. That's tough because then that, that speaks to like their percent. Like he's like, I'm a fan for a long time. So like he assumes that you're a dipper and you're like, right. I'm not a dipper. I'm not sir. a dipper, yeah. sir. Yeah. Anyway, I forget why we got to talk about what that. What a nerd anyway, though. <clears throat> Who would say that? It's actually kind of cool if you went on national yeah, TV. Yeah, like honestly, with yeah. the tip. Yeah, I think that'd actually be better it's for your brand. Probably my dad. Yeah. <laughs> my dad created yeah, for, a burner account. Burner email. And send me an email. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the takeaway about Arizona is that they are very good, and uh, yeah. there's they, they have a stretch coming up though. I wanted to point out, um, starting December 22nd, they play at Tennessee. Who uh, Tennessee is? I can't figure out how good Tennessee is. I, they 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 play elite defense, but my God. They they can be a disaster. Off that that Texas Tech game was one of the worst basketball games mm. I've ever watched in my life between two quote unquote good teams. Um, <laughs> so they play at Tennessee on December twenty second. They're at UCLA on the thirtieth to start conference play or, or the, the December thirtieth. Yeah, December thirtieth. Wow. That's when I'm flying back to LA. I need to watch that game. I, I know that's what I, I need to see. Yeah. Then at USC on January second. No, oh, I'm going to that game. USC is the game, best yeah. game is the best team in the country, um, and that will be. Oh the yeah, best. yeah. Bill That'll, Titus said that, that, that might be the best game. And then they are uh, January eighth at Arizona State, who's not that great, but it is a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Throw the records out. It's a rivalry game. Four straight road games. We will not talk about Arizona State no. on this program. We won't. But that's uh, four straight road games for Arizona coming up, and they, all of them are are you, you can see ways they could lose them. Mm -hmm. So. Two for two. Check is back fine. in January eighth, and if uh, if they if they go four zero on this stretch, it's uh, I I I'm I'm just I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just cancel the season, give Arizona the title, because I'm gonna just go nuts. <laughs> How good this team is. Do you think that we cared so much about this Illinois era? And I'm trying to dissect my own brain because of the 05, 05 and 01. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the history of it. Maybe. I think that, like, as I watched this game, it felt like a big game. You know, I know yeah. we joke about how the announcers are like, this is an NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. th during yeah, the yeah. UConn-St. Bonaventures game, which we got to talk about that because Woj was calling it, but at one point they said, this feels like an NCAA tournament game. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But this did feel like an Elite Eight game. Like, Elite it, Eight, you're saying? I think okay. it felt Elite Eight. It wasn't okay. Final Four. It wasn't National Title, but it felt Elite Eight. It felt like two really good basketball yeah. teams that were throwing haymakers, and Arizona's the tougher team. They really are. They're the better team, too. And I think... They're, the, they're just the flat-out better team. And I think yeah. it concerns me about UCLA winning the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. I obviously, oh, yeah. I obviously am oh, I'm, huge, I think Arizona should, huge waving that flag. I think Arizona should be the favorite to win the Pac-12. I'm, I'm not going that far. Yet. I, I am. I'm I willing refuse. to go that far. Johnny, Put me on record. Johnny, I would never do that to you. I think Arizona should be the favorite to win the Pac-12. Oh that is a fact oh coming God. out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm happy to say it. You know who could uh, make the decision on that? Andy Katz. Is he here? Oh, yeah. He's around right, right here. All right. Let's get Andy on. Yeah, let's get Andy. Quick break to get aware from our sponsors. 
Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, college basketball fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app, PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. We love this. We know you will too. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. I saw uh, tonight. Let me let me pull up the app real quick and see what they got going on tonight. Uh, there's not a lot of college basketball on this Monday night. A lot of uh, the ranked teams are off for finals, Tate. But uh, you know how I love those over under point five ones. I found this one. Three point field goals made over under 0.5 for Torrey Patton of Cleveland state against Oklahoma state. I just love the idea of that. I love the, I love the idea of picking that. And then you're watching the entire game. And you're like, if this guy makes one shot, all you have to do is make one Torrey, make one for me. That's all it takes. Uh, th- there's that there's anything you can think of. You can go play that at price picks and price picks. Doesn't just offer college basketball. They have options on the NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. All of our listeners that deposit and use promo code TNT receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for 100% instant deposit match. Check out PricePix.com. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Back to Tyson Tate. All right, joining us now is a uh, true friend of the program. Maybe maybe perhaps the best friend of the program that yeah, we have. Yeah, I like man that, who, best friend. Who comes on the show very <laughs> regularly. This is his first appearance this season, Tate. Yes. There's, there's been a lot going on. We're about a month into the season a lot of chaos happening. We've had four different number one teams. <laughs> uh, we we are struggling to make sense of it all, Andy, and that's why we're, that's why we're having you on, Andy Katz, joining us now. Well, thank you. I've I've actually felt <laughs> a little bit like Cinderella, like I've been shoved to the basement, you know, and and ignored uh, because <laughs> basically I don't understand why my number has not been ringing from you guys over the last month. There's a lot to discuss, but I'm going to let that in the past. Um, I am wearing a Pac-12 shirt, if you can yes. see it here. Yeah, yes. what happened? You're, you're done with the Big Ten? <laughs> Big no, Ten's no. out, no, Pac-12's no. in? No, no, no. But I think I'm the only one that I could tell that had Arizona number two. Oh. Okay. We, we, uh, and it's, it's funny. I get the old takes exposed that I didn't have Arizona as a tournament team in the preseason thing I did down mm-hmm. uh, for the NCAA down in Atlanta. But that was right after the Pac-12 media day when Tommy mm. Lloyd told me, maybe he was sandbagging me. I don't know what I got. I don't know how good we're going to be, you know, yeah. work in progress. So he was I think it was crazy not to think they would be this good because I was basing it on my conversation with him. 
Obviously, <laughs> he either was not telling me the truth or was it wrong or was wrong. I was definitely wrong in that prediction, but it didn't matter. It's preseason. Now I'm all in that win against Illinois, <laughs> big time road win. I think they're playing uh, as well as any team in the country. Baylor deserves to be one, obviously, but that's why I put Arizona two at this juncture. This is music to my ears, Andy. We just got done talking about Arizona and Illinois, and I I looked Tate in the eye and I said, I think Arizona should be the favorite to win the Pac-12, even more so than UCLA, the team that uh, had that, that came into the season, you know, like with national title aspirations and so far has done nothing to necessarily get rid of those aspirations. And yet Arizona is so good out of the gate that I think, I think Arizona should be the favorite to win the Pac-12. You agree mm. then, obviously, right? You have them at number two. I do at this at this point. At this juncture, um, yes. I want to see I want to see UCLA whole uh, yeah. before yes. I get a firm judgment. But um, I would also throw this at you for all the negativity toward the Pac-12 that is deserving for their losses below the top three. I think if you take the top three of the Pac-12 versus the top three in the ACC, and I don't know who three is. Okay, I'll give you Duke, <laughs> Carolina. Um, I would take the top three of the mm. Pac-12 versus the top three of the ACC because I think Arizona, UCLA, USC all have second weekend potential. And if you get to the second weekend, you can get to the Final Four. I take the top three in the Pac-12 against just about anybody other than the maybe the yeah. Big 12. Yeah. Honestly. I think so. Yeah. Which is why all the Pac-12 hate, especially after the tournament last year, we were so confused about Andy and that's, Maybe why we we had to wait a month because we thought that the people would stop, but they haven't. They continue to attack the Pac-12 yeah. despite Arizona, despite UCLA. And Coach Titus came on the show, Andy Katz, and said that USC is the number one team in the country. Yeah, my father opinion. believes that. Yeah, yeah. So we, <laughs> he doesn't get well. Paid they for keep winning. Games. They're undefeated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I will say this: that I think those games, USC, UCLA, those two, and then Arizona against both of them. I think are going to be some of the best conference games that we're going to see of any league mm. in the country. You know, look, as good as the Big 12 is, once again, you know, Baylor, Kansas, elite. Yeah. Who's number three in the Big 12? Very good Big 12. No doubt about it. But Texas still hasn't won an elite game, if you will, a peer game. Mm -hmm. So we got to wait for that. Uh, Texas Tech looked good defensively against Tennessee, but that was an awful offensive game by both schools. Uh, you know, Oklahoma has been up and down, good wins, bad losses. So I still think jury's out on that third team in the big 12, you know, big 10, obviously Purdue should be, you know, the best team. And then after that, I like the depth, uh, of, uh sort of the top grouping because I think Ohio state yes. right now, <laughs> yes. probably number two. Wow. Uh, and I think EJ Liddell, EJ Liddell, if I had to vote right this moment, I think he's the national player of the year. Oh my goodness. Get That's... Andy on the show more. What are we doing, Jim? Why, why has he not been on? We should have he's him on every for this. show. This is honestly worth it. This is amazing. It, this is great. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, we, we, we've mentioned Baylor a little bit. They are the defending national champions. They are the unanimous number one team in the country right now. Uh, so I guess maybe we should talk about them a little more. We, we, we opened the show discussing that, that performance against Villanova. And I, I made the comment, Andy, um, just how mind-blowing it is to watch Scott Drew, uh, a, a Scott Drew team now where, where he, his his teams are defensive-minded to, to a level that, like, I Baylor plays the best defense in the country year in and year out. And it, and it blows my mind because I remember a time in 2010, <laughs> like, really, it was that 2010 to, like, 15 run of Scott Drew at Baylor 
where defense was their weakness. That was the, that, that like would drive me nuts. I'd watch Baylor basketball and they couldn't guard anybody. And they, they were, were just zoning. They were zoning and yeah. it was like a mess of a zone. Alley oops and, and zones. Yeah. And uh, you're the guy that has like all the scoops, all the behind the scenes stuff. And you're, you told us that Scott Drew and Mark Few play pickleball or whatever it was. Yeah. And, or BFF and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. Genius. What, what is, what is the explanation as to how Scott Drew could be a division one head coach for all these years <laughs> and have garbage defensive teams. And then all of a sudden, like the last three years, he's like the best defensive coach in college basketball. Well, I do think, you know, we have to credit the players too, that the mindset of like a Davion Mitchell and a Jared Butler guys that were not recruited at the high level uh, who are basically instilling that hunger, that intensity, uh, playing every possession like it's their last. And we're seeing that now, obviously, with them trying to you know, be professionals. And that has carried over to this group mm-hmm. um, because it's crazy. James Akinjo is on his third school and he's bought in. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. he's not this unbelievable defender, you know, at <laughs> Georgetown or Arizona. But now you get into that Baylor culture and, you know, the fact Villanova 37 points. I mean, that's just mind blowing mm-hmm. that that game was so lopsided uh, on the defensive side that Villanova couldn't do anything. I don't remember the last time I've seen a J. Wright coach team be completely flummoxed like that. I got to ask about the team that has number one next to their name right now. And obviously it was a very short period of time, but they played NC state yesterday in Brooklyn and Andy, I, don't I know was you, there. You were at that game, Andy. And uh, you obviously didn't watch it, but I was there. Yeah, there was a, I did, I did watch it, Andy, but I watched with mute. So I, I, didn't, I, <laughs> I obviously didn't hear you. Um, but I did see some of the worst inbound plays at the end of this game that I think have ever happened in college basketball history. And it got me worried about Purdue. Are you, are you worried about Purdue at this point? Or are you still waiting to hit the panic button? Because mm. luckily they go to overtime. Luckily they get things together. Stefanovic kind of comes to life a little bit, but when you look at Purdue, are you worried in any sense? Because I, I'm getting to that point, especially after this NC state game. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Um, and I say worried in the sense of them winning the championship. Yes, not that's worried what I'm asking. Not a great That's what I'm yeah. asking. So let's yes. put, I just want to put that in context. Yes. Because um, uh, I think they'll have a great year. But can they win the title? Uh, my concern for them is strictly on how they handle pressure. Mm-hmm. Because I saw it against <laughs> Iowa. Uh, I, was, I did, I did um, sideline for that game as well. And in that game, Iowa's pressure without Keegan Murray. Okay, yep. really bothered Purdue, and that allowed Iowa to get back in that game where it was down to one possession at one point at Mackey. And that pressure again by NC State really bothered Purdue, um, regardless of the poor inbounds play. I mean, that had nothing to do with the pressure, but so their guard play late is an issue. Uh, Hunter Thompson, even Ivy gets they get themselves in possession positions where they're trapped literally and figuratively of what to do. And that's a concern. Uh, The second thing that I think is going to be really intriguing to watch. Travion Williams is an absolute all-star. I do think he sometimes passes a little too much with those great Mm one-handed passes, Uh, but he should really be the guy. Okay. Uh, Zach Eady as, as you know, despite as disruptive as he can be and hard to guard and all that, this, this, this thinking of, he starts, Trayvon you know, Williams finishes, and they alternate back and forth. I think what we saw Sunday against NC State is it's not close right now. Trayvon yeah. Williams is here, and I think Zach Eady is here. 
And I think it's going to get to the point where Trayvon Williams is going to be the starter. And when he needs a breather, then Zach Eady comes in. Uh, Not this 50-50 deal. Because Trayvon Williams in the post, uh, he can't be stopped when he gets position and he gets an angle. Uh, and, And I don't know, you know, outside, I guess, Kofi, in terms of someone who's similar size, can contain him. Obviously, there are other bigs that can block shots and all that, but um, that can handle the physicality of him. There yeah. aren't many people in the country. And I, that, I think, is going to be really intriguing. At what point does Matt Painter decide, you know what, this sounded you know, nice and all that, but I got to go with the best player and play him the most minutes and start him and finish him. This is why I love college basketball more than the NBA is because if this if, if the Purdue is an NBA team, they would just like trade Zach Eady for draft picks or something. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. just yeah. for a vet and draft pick. You can't do yeah. that in college. You're stuck. You're like, we, we have a problem. It's a good problem. We have we have a lot of talent on our team, but it doesn't mesh like we need it to. And I don't know. He's gonna have to figure that out moving forward. Uh so Tate brought up. But now, you know, I want yeah. your expertise. What's do that? you agree with my point at all or no? I I, I do agree with you. I think like it. Travion played 33 minutes and Edie played what? Like I guess if you're minutes? making the argument yeah. against this, you would say like Travion is, is playing well. Like what if he's playing well because he's like found that role where he can he can come in against second units and and, and off the bench. You know, like he I'm not saying he's not talented. He's obviously he's all American good, but like maybe that's a good spot to have him where you like you bring him in off the bench like this. It's working. Maybe if it's a situation where it's working for him right now, don't touch anything. And let it roll. Well, but it didn't work Sunday because the, they got off to such a poor start. When they get so down, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like they get behind the eight ball, and then he has to come in and save them. So it's kind of like a catch right. twenty-two. Here's what, what I know: uh, I'm glad I don't have to make the decision, and we can just talk <laughs> about it, and we just watch what Matt Painter does, and then like if it doesn't work, we call him an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. That's, that's how it I works. like being in that that uh, <laughs> that seat. Uh, speaking of speaking of produce panic status, I, I panic button status. I, I made a list. I want to do rapid fire with you of mm. uh, some yep. some schools. Um, whether you tell us whether you're hitting the panic button or not, and, and we can rip through these as fast as we want here. Villanova, let's start there with, with what Ooh. you've seen so far, especially this past weekend, losing to Baylor by so much. Yes. Panic. Uh, I yes. kept waiting for them to win, you know, a big time game. Obviously right now, their best wins are Tennessee and Syracuse. Mm. Uh, but, uh, inside is a big question mark. Uh, and I think there are going to be teams that are they're going to run against that it's going to be a problem. I mean, I think the physicality of a healthy UConn, Adama Sonogo, and Seton Hall, Alexis Yetna, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. those two teams are going to cause problems for Villanova in the Big East. All right. Villanova panic button. Kentucky. You know, look. I don't think I mean, anything else needs to be said. Honestly. But I mean, Notre Dame is not very good. Yeah. End of story. It should not have been in that position to be a buzzer beater, or you know that you lose in that manner. Mm. And you know, they played that schedule, and they can say, "Oh, look, we have big picture. We got Duke. We got Notre Dame. We got Louisville. We got Ohio State. We got Kansas." Yes, pull out those games. That's big time games overall. But leading up to this Notre Dame game, not tested since Duke. Mm-hmm. And it showed, and now they better be ready for Ohio State because, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, Liddell, Shibway, obviously that's a great matchup. Although I think Kyle Young and his physicality and Zach, uh, Zed Key can cause problems for Shibway, allow yeah. Liddell to cause even more issues. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that game. 
I'm scared to I'm scared to pile on Kentucky too much because yeah they have Ohio State coming up and that's just asking for for trouble on my end to to but, bury but it, Kentucky. It, it is strange because Mintz was their leading scorer last year if, if I'm not mistaken. He's an afterthought, and now he's know, the yeah. sixth man, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, he's more of an afterthought than the yeah. sixth man. Um, all right, moving on, Gonzaga. Oof. Not panic for winning the league, even though the league is really good right now at the top. Um but panicked for winning the championship and getting the final four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, their guard play is just not what it was last year. You, uh, you know, Suggs was elite, 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 uh, unbelievable passer, great defender, great hands. And Joel Ayayi, that experience they're missing. So Andrew Nemhart is very good. Not the same. Rasir Bolton, not the same. Uh, and then the freshman, the same deal. So I have definitely concerns their guard play to win a championship. Well, th- and that's all that matters at this point with Gonzaga. That's the one thing they have left to do is win a champion. Who cares if they win the WCC? Boring. Yeah. Get it out of mm-hmm. get it out of my face. Seen it before. Uh, Michigan. Are we panicking about the Wolverines? Yes. Yes. Uh, I <laughs> yes. felt good about them beating San Diego State, even though it's not a great San Diego State team, but they look good in that game. But, you know, I- I'm big on Ben Johnson, Minnesota, what he's doing. But you still lost at home by 10. Yeah. Uh, their second halves, Arizona and Vegas, at Carolina, home, Minnesota. Disastrous. Defensively, they're just not the same team. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, Illinois. No, I'm not panicking. Uh, because That's how we feel too, Andy. Uh, you know, they have literally not had one game with their full roster. Not one. And I, until we know when and how Corbello comes back, uh, I mean, like Trent Frazier played out of his mind for three quarters of that game yep. against Arizona. Yep. Uh, so, no, I'm not panicking yet. You know, but I, although I will say this, I think, as I said, Purdue, Ohio State, then it's probably Michigan State and or Illinois in some order in terms of your top four. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas. Yes. Press it. Press it. You know, once again, they've had two games. Now, Atkins, Agger, early, hard game, obviously. Seton Hall, hard game on the road. But they got to start winning these games. They got Stanford this weekend. Um, You know, they should beat them. Let's see. At least Uh, show an identity. They they just feel like they have no identity as a team, right? I mean, I know familiar faces, right? A lot of pieces. I don't know if they fit. Yeah. Uh, last one I had for you, uh, and you can you can take as much time as you need on this one to, to really think about it. Uh, Memphis, the Memphis Tigers. Oh, Are you hitting the panic button? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I mean, that's like if we had a button from Willy Wonka and they went down into the river, um, you know, they would be on their way down that chute. Um, no, let's be honest. They are not a tournament team. They're not an NIT team right now. Yeah. Um, you know, they are in serious trouble. Uh, you know, obviously, as it stands, as we speak, they have to win the American tournament. Now, they still have opportunities, obviously. But even if they beat Alabama, um, as an example, you know, that's one. They got to yeah. climb yeah. out of that mm-hmm. hole. And Houston is elite. Um, you know, by the way, sidebar, Houston, Alabama guard play from that other night. That's the kind those are the kind of teams I think would really bother Purdue, by the way. Mm. Uh, the way those guards play. Yeah. So Houston Elite, 
Um, in the American, you know, SMU is pretty good. Are they going to be the second best team? Yeah, there's, you know, maybe. I like SMU. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, but there's not, a, there's not a lot of opportunity. There's not a lot of opportunities, is what you're saying. If yeah, you're, for if Memphis, Memphis to get some to, signature no. wins yeah. to, to yeah. boost the mech up. No. There's not a lot of there's not a lot no. of chances. In, in year four for Penny. No. Sure is. <laughs> with with two yeah, I don't know, Larry Brown. Uh I'll be interested to see how that, that those meetings go with Larry Brown. He's got to be really frustrated. So, so I, yes. uh let, let, answer this for me. If you're uh, setting the expectations for fan bases, who who is in a national title or bust mode right now? Who, who how do you how do you see it uh, in that regard? Like we're we're a month in. Um, if if you know if if say like as an Ohio State fan, I'm not going to be crazy and say like it's national title or bust with the Buckeyes. We're playing well, but like that's ridiculous. You know, we're not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so who is that good, Andy? Who are you saying if you're a fan, you should expect your team this year at this point in time? To win a national title. Besides Coach K, because yeah. that's obvious. Yeah, I mean, obviously Duke has the talent. Yeah. So they're in the conversation. Uh, I mean, as we speak here, five weeks into the season, Baylor, Arizona, Ooh. Duke, mm. UCLA, yes, Purdue. Okay. All right. Um, I think Ohio State has a chance if they well, get Justice I mean, doing that. <laughs> you're, you're doing. I don't like what you're doing here because you're you're setting a bar at such a height that like if we if you know yeah, if, you guys if we make the short, elite eight another, now all of a sudden we're failures because yeah. we made the elite eight you know well, <laughs> come on. Did uh, I say Gonzaga? Of course Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah, they're in there. Yeah, I, I, but the beauty of what you just said, but the the way you phrase that question, the beauty is that. The only school that might feel the pressure of that, believe it or not, well, actually, the only, I would say maybe the only three schools, because I didn't say one, I just thought of the only three schools that might feel that pressure are Gonzaga, because you mm-hmm. got Chet Holmgren, yeah. okay, who came yeah. to try to win a title. Purdue, mm-hmm. because Travion Williams, this is it. You know, he came back for this reason. Jade Nye, he's going to go to the league. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff. And the third one that, because you, Quiz me off the top that I blanked for a second is Kansas. Kansas Ooh. is good enough to win it, obviously, and they're senior laden. Ochai Abaji came back for this, so those would be the only three where I think within the locker room they're like, "Hey, this is where we're expected to do this." Yeah. The other schools, the other schools are like, "Whoa!" Suddenly we're in this conversation. You know, Ohio State, right? Uh, Alabama, um, Alabama. Thank you, um, Baylor, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, UCLA. I'm sorry. They would be part of that as well. They came back to okay. win the title. So, okay. yeah, so I'm sorry. Rephrase. UCLA, Gonzaga, Kansas, Kansas Purdue. Purdue. Those are the four that expected I'm, to compete. For I'm title. throwing Duke in there. Duke has to be in there. Coach K's final year. So the five, that's your starting five. That's my starting right, five. That's Throw Duke in there. Starting five. Throw Duke in there. Right. Um, Fine. That's your five that expected uh, what what Maryland like that. what Maryland coaching search thoughts do you have to share with us? Oh, that's what, uh, good. Where where do we stand? Because we're excited. Well, first Andy. of all, since, since uh, Tate did not watch it, I had a very emotional interview <laughs> with uh, for him, not me, uh, Danny Manning after the game Sunday. I, love uh, Danny I was surprised, Manning. kind of taken aback that he was very emotional. I mean, literally, lips were quivering, and he was holding it back. Wow, um, that's my coach. It's been a real rough week for him uh, personally. You know. Uh, former teammate, good friend, Mark Turgeon brought him there and he did not expect this. He told me day of is when he found out from Turge. Wow. Um, so emotional for him. 
Could he get the job? I will never say never. And I think the, biz, the, the, the best example of an interim getting an elite job that wasn't expected was Steve Lavin. Uh, mm. They had that great run. I think mm. they made you the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight that year at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So never say never on the interim. Uh, secondly, you have to think, okay, Damon Evans, who are his connections? You know, where does he go? I don't know that yet. Uh, thirdly, our, you know, Maryland tree, there's really only one name and that's Juan Dixon. And I can't see mm-hmm. from Coppin state to Maryland. Uh, maybe, maybe gets an interview kind of like Earl Watson did at UCLA, but doesn't get it. And then, so then you think, okay, are they going to go with the hot name at the end of the year? Are they um, going to look for someone Baltimore related? Even if he went to Duke, Ooh. Johnny Dawkins, Ooh. Uh, you know, in that area, Ooh. Uh, Tommy Amaker. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, I hope, I hope so, no for Maryland fans. I guess Andy, what you're saying uh, as the big J in this operation, are you giving Tate and I uh, a pass to just throw anything out there? Because that's what it feels like with this coaching search. Yeah. Is that like everyone's Which kind we of, like, well, we no, I'm going to tell you truthfully, I've talked to Maryland officials. And there is no consensus. They I love it. Wide open. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's where we. That's where we thrive. Just be. Yes. Just throw out speculation. Yeah. And like talk yourself into. You know what name and... that I like? Ryan Odom. <laughs> there you go. Throw it out there. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I said John Lucas. He yeah, played at I Maryland. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Bring it back. What else? Do, what else do we have for you, Andy? Honestly, I mean, I did want to talk about USC quickly because I feel like our, our, you know, we've talked about the Pac-12 a little bit, but just about this team and Andy Infield. I mean, do you even talk to Andy Infield? By the Andy? way, that's another name. Oh, that could be oh, thrown out Maryland? there. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting name. Throw it out there. Throw it out there, Andy Infield. But but yep. what are you what are you hearing from the USC program? I mean, they're number ten in the country. They they've looked so great to start the year, but they're they're basically um, they're geniuses, they're masters at being silent, making no noise. I mean, yep. yeah, what, like, what are if, you hearing? If Duke was if Duke was ten and zero, and they had the guy in the NBA that was going to win Rookie of the Year, yeah, you have Evan that w- Mobley. That would be the only well, program well, we'd be talking the about. And- <laughs> the reason that no one's talking about them, and we probably won't nationally until they play, you know, Arizona that New Year's weekend. Yeah, uh, is we're going to that game. They play. I, I think they played a good schedule for them, where they went on the road. You know, Florida Gulf Coast Temple. Um, winnable games, but they're road wins. Uh, and so that helps mm. and they've won neutral, neutral site games. So, you know, they, 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 they had a team where they weren't quite sure and they've exceeded expectations early, obviously Mobley, Peterson, uh, Boogie Ellis. Okay. Love Boogie Ellis. Memphis. What? Love Boogie Ellis. Yeah. Transfer Memphis leading score for them. You know, you don't know that when you get him. We've seen some of these transfers work. Some do, some don't. And he is one that worked. And so all these things coming together has been a real success story for USC. Uh, I love this team. I I like this team a lot uh, (laughs) as a team that, as I said, you know, could be another second weekend team. Love it. All right. Andy Katz, I guess that's it. What, what, what do you have planned this year for, like, plug everything? What, what Because every time you come on the show, you got a different backdrop behind you and you got yes. a different polo on. Uh, well, now so I got the tell official one. Yeah, so tell everybody, like, where they can find, what, how, how do we know what games you're going to be on doing the sideline? How do we know which guy you're going to be well, FaceTiming I'm, with? I need, like, an app, Big like an Andy Network. app. Where's yeah, Andy? We, we did yeah. a Where's Andy app. I'm Big Ten Network heavy during the regular season for studio and games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then obviously digitally, you can find me foxsports.com. Yep, uh, on the app and here as well. 
Nice. And then, um, you know, you can also uh, find my stuff, obviously, at NCAA.com, March Madness, uh, as well as um, doing stuff for various conferences and things of that nature uh, <laughs> through digitally just to continue to do interviews and get my, you know, I, I love doing it because you're everywhere. Andy. Yeah, everywhere. That's the way to put it. No, you're but I like doing it because it allows me, it almost forces me to talk to coaches in the Valley the America right. East and a 10 and the WCC and all yeah. that. So, um, you know, it spreads me out. Yes. But at the same time, I get a chance to really catch up with everyone uh, and forces me to do it. And I like actually talking to people, as you can tell. You're That's the best awesome. in the business. God, what a, we, we, we should take notes from this, man. What, what do you have planned for the Coach K farewell tour? You, uh, you got anything <laughs> cooked up? You, you, uh, All I know <laughs> is I will be there March 5th. All right. Nice. Are we going to be there? No. We're, we're going to be we're go, we're gonna, we're gonna go to Chapel, Chapel Hill. Hill one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Andy, you're okay. the best. God bless you. It's Thank good you. to have you Call back in the fold. Often. Yeah, we're going to. Yes. We, had, we had to we had to let the season sort of build. Like we saw your take about Arizona not being good this year, and we had to like kind of <laughs> give it some time before give people time to forget about it before we had you on. Um so no, we'll have we'll, we're you're gonna be a regular. You are a regular. Everyone knows yes. that. So best you're back of the, the fold. Yeah. And hopefully, no promises, but there is chatter that I may have a cameo in person sometime later in the season. Oh, so. oh wow. Oh, wow. All right. Well, well there you go. <laughs> Andy, you're the best. Take it easy, man. Thanks, Andy. Everyone likes a great deal, like savings, markdowns, and lunch specials. But when it comes to car insurance, we know the right place. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates for your ride. Your friends don't have to have a connection or call in a favor. State Farm offers options like insuring your ride and your home, getting you great rates on both. Now that's a deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. There is still time for you to gift awesomely. During Dell's holiday event, save up to $250 on computers with Intel Core processors. Start the holidays off right with special savings on high-performance Dell XPS and Alienware systems. These deals are perfect for helping anyone power the greatest passions. Plus, save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping. You heard that right, free shipping. Just call 800-BUY-DELL. That's 800-B-U-Y-DELL. All right, thank you to Andy Katz for coming on. Uh, He's great. It it, it feels like the season has now officially started, Tate. You know, like we always wait until that moment of uh, when do you declare that the the college basketball (laughs) season is underway. (laughs) When Andy came on, when Andy Katz comes on Titus a Day, and was yelling about the Pac-12, and uh, uh, loved it. A couple cleanup things. Number one, um, we asked him if he should pan- if Kentucky fans should panic. He, uh, I, I realized we never actually said yes or no. Andy made like a very emphatic, like smashing a. Button. Yeah, he smashed. He did. Yeah. He did an air smash. But yes. if you were listening on the podcast, you would have heard us react as if we he said something, but yeah, he said he nothing. Didn't. No, he just smashed the air. But for the record, uh, for those of you taking notes, trying to figure out who should be panicking. Yes. Kentucky was a very emphatic yes, yes in the eyes of Andy Cass. A smash. Yes. A smashed yes. Uh, and then the other thing I had written down, I was going to ask him because I was I was prepared to like catch him off guard, which, w- what feels more real to you, the EJ Liddell National Player of the Year campaign or Arizona's national title hopes? And it feels like Andy Katz believes in both of those things. And that's why he keeps coming on the show because he and I are aligned. We both mm. love Arizona. We both love EJ Liddell. I, I, I love that man. Big team guy. As long as I agree with Andy, I love him. The second he comes on here and starts yeah. spouting nonsense, no more calls. Get him out of here. <laughs> no, I mean Andy. Surprisingly, when Andy comes on, it, it is like a uh, 
it's like for us to dump our idea, like what we what yeah. we've seen, we yeah. dump on Andy, and then we get Andy's professional take on it's our like, takes. It's like college basketball Shark Tank. Yeah, we're just like yeah, pitching, we're pitching ideas. Him ideas. Here's an idea. And honestly, what he said about Travion Williams, like I I've had that in my mind. I'm like, you got to start yeah. Travion at some point, but I've been scared to say that because like I feel like the the college basketball yeah. powers that be knew something that I didn't know. Like like Travion's the, afraid to start. The only or something the like only that, thing you know? I would say about that, and I we, we I could have said this. I guess to Andy and we could have fleshed no, out I like more, that you but, waited. uh, what it, I, I'm just, I don't know this to be true or not. I just devil's advocate here. Like what if Zach Eady, the, his, his mental makeup of, or whatever is like, he thrives better when he's starting. We'll and, if see, he, and if you binge Zach Eady, he's done. We'll you're see, not getting that's what I thought him, people you know? knew. I thought people knew that Travion either one, like didn't like to start because of some sort of mental makeup problem or Edie had to start because of some sort of mental makeup. Or so like, it, it doesn't have to be a negative. It could be a positive of like Trayvon. Yeah. If you bring Trayvon Williams off the bench, that guy does not care at all. He he just is like, he, I'm no, a, he's wh- better. whatever. I'm better. I'm fine with it. You want to know a great example I love that of role. that in the NBA? Derrick Rose. They can't yeah. start Derrick. But if you watch the playoffs, who's the yeah. real point guard of the Knicks? Derrick Rose. Yes. But they don't start him because mentally he's like removed himself from being a star. He's like, I'm a role player, even though he has yes. superstar talent. So if talent, you start him, then you have to ask him to he, do things. Now, and, now yeah. he has to do star player things. And I wonder if Zach Eady, if like, like cause Matt Painter can talk to Trayvon Williams and say, we're going to bring you off the bench. And Trayvon's like, cool, mm. whatever it takes to win. And I wonder if the conversation with Zach Eady would be different where Zach Eady would be like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Do I suck now? Yeah. He and like, like loses confidence. confidence. Yeah. Yes. Where Trayvon Williams will not lose. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is something that maybe Matt Painter knows that the rest of us don't. So yeah. like if moving forward, Zach Eady still starts, I don't think that, that Matt Painter's an idiot. Because he might know, he might know something that we as, don't. As Maybe with, I, as with most I, things I on the show, I dare to say they might know something that we don't know. I dare to say I, I'm not. It sure happens that. rarely. Where <laughs> <laughs> a coach knows his team more than I know. Yeah, him. but honestly, coach, give me a call. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. I guess we could wrap this thing up. Can I? Can I start? Because I yeah, this please. is kind of a story that I felt like we probably should have started with, or not started with, but we should have. Uh, touched on and, and had a little bit of a conversation, which was the uh, the Alabama uh, mm. Houston game mm. that was that was ended on a a controversial no call on the goaltend. Um, which first of all, where where do you stand on it, goaltend or not? <laughs> I can see both sides. You know what I mean. See it both ways. I can see it both. Ways. I, I get the argument, so that's why it's hard for me to say like definitively one or the. I get. And this is the problem, but like you live with the results, you know what I mean? It is what it is at this point. I, you know, I, how I, feel. I felt like it was not goaltending, like watching the replay. I was like, this is not goaltending, but I also felt like it should have been called goaltending. Yeah, that's what I don't, <laughs> exactly. That, that's I'm like, how goes, did they not call that? But also it definitely wasn't goaltending. Yeah, it and wasn't, I don't it how wasn't but if you watch it, like, I think it was, you know yeah. what I mean? By definition, yes, think, but also no. I think the refs got it right. They were just extremely lucky to have gotten it right. Yeah. That like they, it wasn't a case where like the refs can now puff their chest down and be like, yeah, we, we knew that the ball wasn't. No, I mean, there's the no way that they knew they didn't know that. what the call was like. Yeah. No. Yeah, they just that's why and, that's why I was saying it's like it's not really the right answer because you're yeah. like it kind of is what it is, but also I can see both sides of the argument. You yeah, can both see both right. sides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, duality. I can see both sides. How is that not like a, a South Park, like a Captain Hindsight type character? Yeah. I feel like South Park needs to come up with a character that like steps in. It's like, what's the issue here? Yeah, I, I guess that's South Park as a whole, right? Does they just like yeah, I see both they just sides. Both sides. Yeah, 
But I would love that to be distilled into one character that shows up and is like, hey, 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 what's going on here? And then both people make their case, and then the guy's like, that's me in college basketball. I see Every, both sides. Twice a week. Away. Twice a week. <laughs> yeah. Me, me with college basketball fans. I see both. Sides. I see both sides. Say what you want about Tate Frazier. I do. He always sees both sides. I will see both sides, <laughs> and I might not be looking, but I'll see. I'll see. Um, but the other thing I want to talk to you, uh, in the follow up from that game, uh, which, which, as you said, like you live with the results. It's, it's one of those deals. Like they're both good teams. It, it sucks because yeah, it's good. good it, it's going to matter. Yeah. Like I, I, what, what sucks is like, if it comes down to seeding for a one or a two seed, say <laughs> yeah. it, like this game's going to matter yes. and they're going to be like, well, Houston will get it over Alabama. Yeah. The two seed well, the other way around or yeah, Bama yeah, will get it over, will get yeah, over Houston. Yeah. Yes. Because of this call that mm-hmm. sucks. But in terms See, the of like, call's still in my head in, in terms of, <laughs> In terms of moving forward of assessing both of these teams, it's not like you're like, well, Houston lost, so they suck now, and like mm-hmm. Bama won, so they're actually that's I I say that, but the AP poll is actually a reflection of that. <laughs> I think like Bama shot up. Bama oh, well, Bama, six. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, did you see the Nate Oates handshake deal where after the game he stood there with his hand extended? Did you see this? No, I did not. <laughs> so as Kelvin Sampson. Um, there was a lot of hoopla in this game, you know what I mean? Oh, it was like all yeah. uh, the it was all after the game, basically. Yeah, then I was out. Um, the the after the game, uh, Nate Oates goes to shake hands, and then Kelvin Sampson's running on the court, like arguing with the refs about whether it was a goaltend, like he's saying, yeah, where's the goaltend call, mm-hmm. whatever. So Nate Oates just sticks his hand out, like st- he st- he meets like ha- at the halfway line, uh, at the half court line where you would traditionally shake hands with the a little coach. sarcasm. So he just sarcastically stuck his hand out to nobody and then was just looking around waiting for Kelvin Sampson to come over and shake his hand. And I guess if you haven't seen it, maybe we don't need to talk about it. But. No, I mean, but that is a, if there's anything we've learned about Nate Oates is that. I want to shout him out for that. Yeah, yeah, well, characters are welcome on TNT. You know yes. what I mean? We love yes. characters in college basketball. And honestly, it's the only thing that keeps me going. That's why when people are like, why do you want Rick Pitino to go to Maryland? Are you being serious? In a sense, no, but in a sense, absolutely and yes. And why why do we not talk about Baylor more? Why do we not talk about USC more? Yeah. The answers are because like frankly I need characters. They're not characters. No. Scott Drew is not like he was a character. He was funny because when he would lose, it'd be funny. Yeah. But now he's winning too much. And it's kind of not boring, but it's like nah, it's just I don't want to talk about it's it. It's not a character. No. Andy Anfield, definitely not a character. Not a character. No, I don't know anything about him. No. You can put 15 characteristics about anybody, and I'd say, is that and Andy Enfield? why all roads lead back to Duke, because Coach yes. K is the ultimate character. He's the ultimate character. Look at the look at the personality on that man. I mean, <laughs> look at the aura. Um, But, uh, yeah, Nate Oates, I wanted to shout him out for that, because no, he's, he's, a character, said, he's a character. And, yeah. we're, and we want yeah. him here. We want him in the game, and I love that he did that, and I think that he's going to be here to stay. And let's just be upfront about it's it. Here is in Alabama, or is he going to Maryland? No, he's going to or be. Or here is in college basketball. He is going or, to be the new Tony Bennett, where every job that comes up, they're like, what about Nate, Nate Oates? Oates? Yeah. Nate Oates? Yeah. I like it. I love that. It's good. Remember he, uh, in the SEC title game, they beat LSU, and he told, he, he like pointed to Will Wade and said, get the fuck out. <laughs> he's amazing. He like tossed Will Wade out of the... I mean, remember when Coach K said we should yes. stop playing basketball? Yes. And he said if Coach K hadn't lost those two non-conference games at home, I, do you think he'd be saying that? I'm, I'm going to be a hypocrite, though, and acknowledge that if 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 another coach did this that I don't like, like went to shake hands and sarcastically stuck their hand out like yeah. that, I would hate it. Me too. I would definitely hate it. But uh, Nate Oates, is, he's, he's, he's one of the good guys in my eyes because he's, <laughs> he's funny. He's funny. So if plays. Coach K had done that, Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm I would, I would be. I'm I would killing. be because people, at least we're honest about it. Well, but people people forget that 
people forget that Coach K was light was built like that. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. would be a Coach K move to do something like that. Yeah, to like to stick your face in the mud. Like that is that is what Coach K does after a win. You know, he wants you to to soak in it. He wants you to feel it. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what Nate Oates is about too. Which gotta respect at some level. Well, there you go. Oh, uh, that's my first shout out. Go ahead. Your turn. Uh, I want to shout out me for being wrong. I predicted that uh, Marquette would would be the game to watch for the upset. Remember? That's uh, right. Yeah, you yeah. did. You did predict that. Um, that was not the Which case. Which one did I predict? Was it? Did I predict Syracuse beating Georgetown or Notre Dame beating Kentucky? Or was it? Was it both? I think, I think Notre I think Dame. Both. I think okay. Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. But did you say Georgetown too? I said I want. I, I when I was setting it up, I was like, I want to pick uh, Georgetown over Syracuse. Wow. I mean the um, ACC. But I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Notre Dame over Kentucky, but I said it. Wow. Well, the RIP to Kentucky fans. RIP to the ACC. We're going to opt out of this season. We're going to learn yeah. from Jalen Johnson. We're going to opt out. Other than Carolina and Duke, the Blue Bloods get to play. Everyone else opt out of the season. We we don't care. Florida State is sneakily. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't wanna, having the worst year. I don't want to tip my hand opt too much out. on the fraud coming opt up out. on Friday, but Florida State no, is on out. my radar. They're opting out. They can't be on the radar because they've <laughs> opted out of the season. I'm speaking for the league. On behalf of Jim Phillips and the rest of the ACC, they are opting out. <laughs> North Carolina and Duke will be playing. We are eligible for the tournament. Everyone else, you opt you're out. You're like the uh, you're you're the uh, you're the athletes at the Olympics that don't play for their country or whatever. Yes. Where, except yes. it's the opposite. Your your jersey. You don't say North Carolina or Duke anymore. Just says ACC across your chest. I, I, like we're playing for the entire. I am conference. the banner. Yeah. We are the banner. We are the ACC. Well, Coach K, Duke's playing. Duke's playing for the D on their chest. We're playing for the NC on our chest. But at large, we are it's the, the ACC. ACC. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. nobody else is included. Uh, UCLA beat Marquette, though. They had, tro- yeah, they, yeah. Had, they had flight issues, too, right? They had the they flew in the day of the game. Because mm-hmm. I texted you, you before the, the story games. Because, yeah. you know, I watch this show, and I don't recommend it to anybody. It's called Air Disasters. <sighs> I know, deep breath. You learn... Jim, Jim probably knows. It's on Smithsonian Channel, but you learn about all the things that could go wrong because, you know, the Wright brothers, they just invented this like 100 years ago. If you really think about it, you know, don't get in your head about it, but just think about it. You know, it's only 100 years ago. Because Sister Jean, There's somebody, Sister can I, can Jean I, was born before flight. Can I stop you right now? There's somebody listening to this on a flight right this second. Think about it. <laughs> don't do this to them, dude. Think about it. Uh, but anyways, they I, get they get a rock hits or something in the air hits their windshield cracks yeah. cracks uh, the windshield of the airplane that they're on and they have to emergency land. Which things like this happen all the time in the air. Yeah, so and I texted you the, the the day of these games. I said it's steady because Arizona had uh, 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 weather issues too with getting to Illinois and they had to like and land we had Indy, weather right? issues getting to St. John. So like we That's have true. we've <laughs> actually lived this experience. So <laughs> we can relate us. to the players. Um. That I I thought Arizona and UCLA were both going to lose, and then everyone's going to mm. dunk on the Pac-12 moving forward, but that didn't happen. They both won. So uh, any Pac-12 haters out L's there, L's down, L's down, suck it. All Hold of the you. W, all of you. Um, what else is there? Uh, I want to shout out. Is is Ken Palm broken? Because uh, mm. I I noticed this today. Iowa State, a team that is ten and zero, ranked eleventh in the AP poll, the new the new poll that came out today, Tate. They are fiftieth on Ken Pomeroy's, and you know how you know I'm a Ken Pom guy now. Mm-hmm. I got the subscription. And yeah, everything. You, you bought it. Uh, let me let me as of this recording. Let me refresh it. Make sure I'm right. Yeah, Iowa State ten and zero, ranked fiftieth. At thirty nine is the Memphis Tigers, and Iowa State. Not only is Iowa State ten and zero, Memphis is five and four. Iowa State beat Memphis by nineteen. So I'm gonna need someone to explain the math to me on that one. I know Iowa State just beat Jackson State like forty seven to thirty seven. Mm. I think that's why. 
I think they because they scored fewer than 50 points against Jackson State that hurt their algorithm. But I don't understand the algorithm. So this is a call out more than a shout out. Someone explain the algorithm to me. Explain the algorithm. How was Memphis 11 spots higher than undefeated Iowa State when they played and Iowa State beat them by 19? And Iowa State is 11th in the AP poll, but 50th on Kim Pong. Mm. Explain it. So there you go. Show us the show us the formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's my my only show problem. Your math. Yeah, show your work. Show your work. That's Kim you Pong wanted does. to be a math teacher once upon a time. He I probably mean, does. There's probably a tab you can click on and see how it comes on all of it. Well, don't click on the tab. I'm not even talking about Kim Pong. I'm sure he does show his work. But everybody else, show your work. You know? That's all I can ask. Especially when it's affecting people's paychecks. <laughs> To show you work, right? It's people's livelihoods. On the uh, yeah, I mean, I saw there was like a video of Norris Cole. I was like, of all people to be talking about this, Norris Cole was like, I'm, I hate analytics. Like they're, they're ruining the game of basketball, which like, you know, you, you get what he's saying, which is like the the Mori ball, like the layups and threes. Yeah. It takes away the mid range. It takes away the the mid post, you know. You understand what he's talking about, but just the way, the way, like the the visceral anger that he had, as if like there is like the Wizard of Oz, you know, and it's like there's the a conspiracy to no, there's the, like a group of people that like we are the analytics. Oh, the, the, we are the, there's there's twelve people, us twelve but together. But I think are known that that group that it, that the analytics, I think they should show their work. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> show their work. Uh, I want to shout out Danny Manning, as as Andy told us, was got emotional, beat Florida, um, and in doing so, Tate. The stat will blow your mind. Danny mm. Manning now has as many non-conference wins against ranked teams as the head coach of Maryland, as Mark Turgeon has. And Mark Turgeon was there for how long? Ten years? Well, Insane, right? One, one. And people want to like dunk on Maryland fans for, for wanting to get rid of this guy? I don't understand. First it. and foremost, I said on the show that Maryland fans in February were going to have the moment in time where they say, oh man, are we going to hire Danny Manning? And Andy Katz came on our show and confirmed it. So all the Maryland fans are upset with me. It is what it is. And what did Danny Manning do right when you put him to task? Gets a win against a ranked <laughs> team and lets you know what it's like to actually coach a basketball Florida team. Florida sucks now, though. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> don't talk about that. It's not about that. It's about Danny Manning, a man who came on the show and not two weeks later That's got true. fired. That's true. We, the, we did fire Danny we Manning. We fired Danny Manning at Wake Forest. We were the Tyson Tate dump, and usually we like to be a bump. Yeah. And that's why we owe but him this coverage. Steve Forbes then came on the show after he got hired at Wake got Forest. Got the bump. And we gave him the bump. Wake Forest might be the third best team in the ACC. They really might be. No, I'm, <laughs> really, I'm not really even really kidding. I say that, and you think I'm joking. But Virginia Tech's not in. Wake Forest Seriously. might be able to opt into the season. North Carolina and Duke have opted in. Wake might be on the verge. NC State, if they had beaten Purdue, they would have been able been, to opt in. They're, Third best team in the ACC is. Oof, what if it's tough. the Big Four? What, what if it's all? Are, what if it's AC, all my schools in North Carolina? Is it a two bid league? I think it's a four bid league, and it's all the North Carolina schools. <laughs> just Rambus? us. Just us. The research. The research. Ramos. Put them in. It's the only teams that we can trust. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, shout out to Tony Hawk. I don't know if you saw this. Tony Hawk was in North Carolina and uh, was apparently just like at random coffee shops in North Carolina, and they. There was this whole story about it and uh mistaken identity. Was that was yeah, that was there yeah, something like yeah, he, yeah? He's famous for those, right? Of like people saying you look like Tony Hawk. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and then he did this whole thing and then it was like a whole written up piece. It was it was a great time, you know, where it was just like, oh, Tony Hawk's in North Carolina, but you know. I love that Tony Hawk still has cachet. Yeah. Still, oh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, love that. think about it. Every he's kid a in the nineties. He's a legend. We all played ninety yes. uh, Tony Hawk. You know? I still do. Yeah. I, mean, I still play it all the time. Yeah, you and Kyle still play yeah. it. That's the thing. Yeah. I love it. God, I love Tony Hawk. Uh, there was a rumor that he was going to skate the uh, SoFi Stadium, by the way. 
What do you mean by that? I don't know. That's just what the rumor was. <laughs> what do you mean? I didn't know what they meant because this I went to SoFi and I was like, that looks like impending death. Is this like Bart Simpson jumping the, what, what, what did Bart Simpson jump? The, the, the canyon? Uh, yeah, some canyon. I don't know the name of it though. Yeah, but Snake very evil canyon? Knievel Snake canyon? Yeah. Tony Hawk skating the SoFi stadium. That was a rumor <laughs> that was going around. I don't think it's true. But that's the Tony. I just want to shout out Tony Hawk because he's the best. And uh, when he gets thrown into your life, like with this whole North Carolina mistaken identity thing, you who's, have a great Who's time. Tony Hawk's college basketball team? It's probably San Diego State, San Diego right? State, yeah. Yeah. He's Bill a San Diego guy, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. We solved that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, he dresses like a San Diego State fan. You know what I yeah, mean? Like they all dress yeah. like like the skater. I mean, it's just like the perfect, like it would be a great time for him. Remember know? when we were there on campus and they had like skateboard lockups, like like bike racks, like yeah. skateboard racks to, to the game. And then they had skateboard lanes, not bike lanes. They had walk, they had the sidewalk, they had the road, the sidewalk, a bike lane. And, and then a skateboard lane. Yes. There were four lanes. Yeah. On a, on a, on on a one lane street. Amazing. Uh, quickly, I'm going to shout out Xavier, uh, Crosstown Shootout Champions yet again. Um, Travis Steele went back to Dana's. I don't know if you saw this, Tate. He's, he's done this the last few years. Uh, when he beats Cincinnati, he goes to Dana's, the bar, the, the big Xavier bar where all the Xavier fans go and, and, and get wild. And he dropped three grand, I think, this year on the, uh, the bar tab. Mm. And the reason it was funny to me is, do you remember last year when he did this? And then like three days later, him and like a handful of guys on the team tested Got, positive yeah, for COVID. COVID. Yeah. And so it was like, it was like the most, wood. uh, so this year I noticed he, he did wear like a gator and he pulled it up over his, his face. And I just thought that was funny that like, I think, was, I think the, the, the gators have been banned as a, as like applicable mass. I think so too, but it just the visual of him. Like, yeah, that's why I think it's even more funny that he's like, <laughs> this is his option. I, I think it removed all doubt in my mind. Cause last year he got COVID like two days after going and doing that. Yeah. And I thought like, that can't be a coincidence. And this year seeing him do that. It removed all doubt that that was definitely, <laughs> that was definitely what happened last year, right? So uh, there's that. I want to shout out uh, uh, who else? Uh, you said Kansas beat the hell out of Missouri in the uh, the border war. It's back. That's awesome. Um, the, great to have the border war back and to be a 40 point blowout. Everyone loves that. Uh, Colorado State's 10 and 0. I want to shout them out. The the the, the Rams. They're 10 and 0, ranked for just the fourth season in the history of uh, Colorado State basketball. Mm. They're ranked now, so 10 and 0, and they got a. Uh, Is that a Pac-12 update? It might be. They got Alabama coming up on December 21st, too. So keep an eye on that. Nice. They haven't been top. They haven't even been in the top 20 since 1954, Tate. So there you go. If you're looking for a fun little story of something that doesn't really happen. I know the all-time leading receiver for Colorado State in football, Dave Anderson. Really? Yeah. How does he feel about the... I mean, I literally, as I sat here and you said that to me, I was like, I need to text Dave and... Congratulate him on the Rams. And he uh, goes, and he replies, what, what is it again? What are, we, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we good at? Oh, one more shout out. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, Milwaukee, mm. who went to play for his dad. He's averaging 16 and a half points to eight. He's averaging seven and a half rebounds. He's averaging almost two assists, one block, one steal a game, putting up pretty good numbers. For his dad. For his dad. Mm -hmm. uh, Milwaukee is two and seven, and their two wins against two of the worst teams in college basketball. Uh, so I want to shout out Patrick Baldwin for signing up to do that instead of going to Duke. Because he could have gone to Duke. And he could be on Duke right now with Paolo and, and Keels and Wendell Moore. And Duke would actually he, be a, I don't know an if absolute wagon. Would, would he have played on Duke? That's the question. Would he have played on Duke? Yeah. 
Joey Baker's taking his minutes. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> that's, on, that's what I want you to say. Okay. I just wanted you to say Joey Baker was taking his minutes. All right. That's it. You got anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Shout out to Joey Baker. Uh, shout out to Coach K, the Coach K farewell tour. It continues. It turns on. Duke has not played in quite some time. Two weeks. Yeah. They haven't played since they played. They you opted guys. out after yeah, yeah. Ohio State beat them. So pretty smart. Pretty um, smart, savvy play. Shout out to Indy Cats back in the fold. Yeah. We're excited for that. Uh, yeah. We will see you guys Friday.